Bless their heart. Luke chapter number 15. Verse 11. Luke 15 verse number 11. You may get tired of me reading out of this verse. I'm going to. And he said a certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. Not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country. And there wasted his substance with righteous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. He notices he sent him into his fields to feed swine. He would have fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. When he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare? And I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father. Notice this. And I will say unto him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and before thee. Are you with me? Say amen. I am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. He arose and came to his father, but when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight and am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said unto his servant, Bring forth the best robe. And put it on him, and put a ring on his hand, and shoes on his feet, and bring hither the fatted calf, and kill it, and let us eat and be merry, for this my son was dead, and is alive again. He was lost, and is found, and they began to be merry. Father, I thank you for the opportunity here, Lord, to look in this word one more time. I thank you, Father, for every heart gathered here today. I thank you, Lord God, that you love us enough, Father, that you're with us, you're sitting with us, you're supping with us. Now, God, may we hear and do and obey in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wednesday night, I preached on part of this, and I got to thinking as I was preaching it, there's more here than I can preach in one or two or three sermons. So I'm going to try to do a, a few series on this particular passage of Scripture. You notice I've not even got to read the last part of it yet. But I wanted you to look in that Scripture that we just read. And it said in verse 11, A certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divideth unto them. Thank you, honey. 
his living. Not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country and there wasted his substance with righteous living. Now I'd like to speak to our hearts just a little while on, on this subject this morning. How far are you? How far are you? We see, and for those that wasn't here Wednesday night, let me recap this a little. The Bible said there in verse 11, a certain man had two sons. Didn't give a name of the man or his sons. And the reason that is that it would fit even up to today. You know you have two options. Heaven or hell. Living for God or living for the devil. Two options. The son said, Father, give me the portion that belongs to me. Now, I want to tell you something about Jewish law and tradition. He did not own nothing until his father died. But here he is saying, give it to me. Now, I, I want to say this to, this morning that First of all, he didn't work for it. He didn't deserve it. But he asked for it. Secondly, he should never have gathered it together and left. Now he gathered all that the Father gave him and left. But there's a few things that he left behind. He left the fellowship of the Father. I'm just recapping Wednesday night. He left the fellowship of his brother. He left the safety of his father's house. He left the provisions of his father's house. And he decided he knew more than the Father. And he went into a, the Bible said, a far country. In other words, he didn't just go down the street. He went a long way off. Can I tell you something this morning? David said, even though I made my bed in hell, he'd be there. I don't know of any further you can get from God than the pits of hell. Because the pits of hell, you and I have never visited there. You and I really have no idea where it's at. We know it's beneath we know it's down yonder. We know it's hot. We know it's dark. We know it's weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth down there. And that's about the extent of it. But see, this younger said, now I want you to notice why he's doing what he's doing. That's the whole point of this whole message is to understand he asked daddy because he wanted to leave, but he didn't want to leave broke. He wanted to take what was going to be his. And he thought he had more sense than the father. And he thought he'd just go do his own thing. Now how far away are you? Well, first of all, you might be far enough away that you think you're smarter than the father. Philip, as we get older, we realize these older folks knew a lot more than we gave them credit for. Your papa, my papa, my daddy. Amen. These old timers that tried to teach and tell us things uh, that would 
Help us not hurt ourselves. Are you listening? But we already knew more than they did because we were teenagers. <laughs> we knew everything, Richard. Couldn't tell me nothing. If my daddy was sitting back there today, I, I can still hear his voice say, hey, man, you couldn't tell that boy nothing. I know you have heard it before. <laughs> well, they really amen that point, didn't they? But it's the truth, isn't it? This younger man thought, I know more than my daddy. I'll take what's mine and I'll do more with it than he can do with it. So he went into a far country. So he was selfish. How selfish are you? Well, you say, I'm not like that guy. Yes, you are if you're not saved. You're selfish. One of the saddest things as a preacher has to do and as a family has to do is look over a coffin and wonder if they made it. That's one of the cruelest things you could ever do to your family because you were in a far country. You were away from the Father's house. By the way, the Father's house is a church house. The Father is God Almighty. Now you say, what did I take and waste? How old was you when you got saved? I just used me. I was 32. I was 32 year old when I got saved. So I wasted 32 years. Well, what did you waste, preacher? <laughs> Larry, back when we was young, we could run. Back when we was young, we could jump high. Back when we was young, we were stout as a bear, right? We'd work all day, play all night, and go back and work all day again. Amen. Am I telling the truth? So I wasted that. All of those 32 years that it was all about me. I was in a far country from where God wanted me to be. And that young man went into that far country. Now, I may get a little graphic. Don't let me disturb you. But most of us have been there at one time. You know, down in that far country, he wasted it on riotous living. In other words, he wasn't going to church. He was probably going to the honky-tonks. Oh, yeah. He probably had some of them left-handed cigarettes. He probably had some Jack Daniels and George Dickles and Crown Royal. And he was partying. Why? Because he wanted what he wanted. He was selfish. And the Bible said he wasted it. Brother Herod, I wished I had all the money I'd wasted and could give it to God today. I wished I had all the strength and time and hours that I wasted on myself and gave it to the work of God. You say, and I asked Uncle C.A. Hensley this one time. I said, Uncle A., I said, you pastored six churches. You were ordained when you were in junior high school in 1936. I said, how much more could you have done for the Lord? Because I asked him the question. I said, Uncle A, what do you wish you'd have done more of in your life? He didn't say make more money. 
He didn't say, I wish I had a bigger house or better cars. I heard he said, I wish I'd have done more for my Lord. And I'm sitting here in my mind, and he's pastored six churches, ordained in junior high school. He's never took a drink of liquor. He's never smoked a cigarette. He's never chewed. He's never been to a honky-tonk. He's never been too far from God like I had. And he still said, I wish I'd have done more. See, that young man was down there in that riotous living. He was living it up. No doubt he was the big dog. <laughs> oh, he had friends unnumerable as long as he had the money. Amen. Did you notice that the Bible said when he was down there in the hog pen and he's about to eat the husk? No man. Where was his buddies that was partying with him the week before? Where was his buddies when he was paying all the bills? Where was his friends when he was hungry enough to eat the husk? How far away was he? About as far as a man could go without dying. And that's a reference when it said he was hungry. He was almost dead. He was almost to the point. Now, I'll tell you what. I've been hungry in my life, but I ain't never eat husk. Anybody in here ever eat a husk? I mean, I've been hungry. <laughs> I just can't fathom that it's so close to starvation that you're looking, you done shuck the corn, give it to the hog, and you're fixing to eat the husk. That's tough, ain't it? Okay, let me tell you what they're really talking about there. More than likely, it was wheat or rye or barley, and they rolled it in their hand. And blowed the husk away. That's more likely what this story is referring to. And that was blown away. Had no value whatsoever. Had no strength. Had no nutrients. It was the husk. It just blowed away with the wind. And he was so hungry, he was willing to eat nothing to get his belly full because he was so far away from the father's house, he did not go back. Why didn't he turn around and go back? How far away are you this morning? How far away have you gotten? Have you, are you satisfied? Listen, I want to say this again. I've said it many, many times in sermons. Sin will take you farther than you want to go. Keep you longer than you intended on staying. And do more damage than you ever thought possible. That's what sin will do. This boy had sinned. And what did it cost him? Everything he had. Everything that guy took with him was gone. Because he was a far, far, far away from his father's house. I can see him right now as he's at the father's house. By the way, my daddy had some rules I didn't like. When my daddy gave me a rule, let me tell you, he sealed it with an iron fist. When daddy said it, there wasn't no saying it again. When daddy said it, 
They wasn't no, uh, 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 uh. He done slapped your chops. If daddy said you be in the house by 10 o'clock, you better be there at 9.59. Because about two seconds after 10 o'clock, you done got one when you showed up. Why? Because he said 10 o'clock. Be in this house. Not on your way, son. I got a whooping for that one time. Daddy, I was on my way. That ain't what I told you, boy. I told you to be here in this house by 10 o'clock. You know I go to bed. I have to get up and go to work. You're going to be in this house before I go to bed or I'll kill you. Why? You're not worrying me to death. That boy had worried his daddy. How do you know that, preacher? The Bible said when he started back to the father, the father saw him before he ever saw the father. And his father ran to him, not him running to the father. His father's looking for him from the moment he left. You know, God has been waiting on us to come to him. He's ran to you this. How many times has he ran to us? Whispered to our hearts and our minds and our soul, come unto me all you that are heavy laden and I'll give you rest. How many times has he come to you in the wee hours of the morning and the night when you were all alone and said, why don't you come back to me? You know that boy had to dream sometime what it was like at the father's house because it said when he came to himself, he realized he was too far away. He's in that far country that he first thought would be such a paradise. You know, like that nightclub you went to and you thought it'd be cool. You went in there and you sat down and you drank you a few of them seltzer waters. Yeah. You got up and danced a few dances. You know, you, you was having a big time. Till the fight broke out. And then you was right in the middle of something you didn't even start. I'm just talking about me. I ain't talking about y'all. I know y'all was raised in church. Y'all got halo. Y'all wasn't never good. I'm just talking about me this morning. I, 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 I hear them bullets whizzing by me. And I'm reaching for mine and I ain't got it. I forgot it in the car. Yeah. Oh, we're having a big time, ain't we? Bullets are whizzing. One little old joint. Two hippies was in there this, this particular night. The man had owned the place come in. And them hippies smarted off to him. He went in the next room. Got the Bible. Brought it. What is the Bible doing in a honky-tonk? Brought that Bible out there, throwed it right down at them two boys' feet and said, give your heart to God the rest of his mind and begin to shoot them. He built nine years over that. He didn't kill them. But it stuck out in my mind, heard all these years, why was the Bible in that honky-tonk? Why? God had to be talking to that old boy or he'd have never had the Bible there. See, even down in the far country, he came to himself and remembered the Father 
And the servants at that house eat better than what he is eating. He shot them two boys. There was holes made through the walls where people were running through the walls to get out of there. Yeah. We're having a big time now. We're down in a far country. My daddy can't tell me what to do no more. My daddy, he can't say nothing to me down here. I'm down here on my own. I, I like this part. <laughs> oh, Lord God, Jesus, help me. I always like it when somebody says, Get me a pair of them shoes. No, I ain't going to get them. Them shoes $150. Well, that ain't much. That ain't much when it's coming out of my pocket for you. But when you got $150, you won't buy them for yourself. Oh, that ain't much. That ain't much. Why Don't you know that old boy, when he left the father's house, he done calculated in his mind. First of all, he had intent on leaving when he asked his father for it. Because he said not many days hence, he gathered it all together and left. Are you with me? Some of you right here this morning gathered it together and left God a long time ago. You walked out on God. You walked out on the things of God. You took everything you had and you wasted it on righteous living. Now you're down in the hog pen of the world and the bullets are flying by and hell's just a breath away and you still don't realize you need to get back to the Father. You need to get back to the house of God. You need to get on your face for God like this old boy did and say, I've sinned, I've sinned, I've sinned. Down in that far country, all we think about is ourselves. This next portion I'm fixing to tell you, I'm not bragging. I'm telling you for a reason because it happened to me. I was 15 year old, I thought I was a man. Are you with me? So I was tired of daddy telling me what to do. I was working. I had a job. I was making pretty good money for that day and hour. Me and daddy had a little spat. And I stood up to my daddy like a man. I said, you ain't going to talk like that. He pointed at me and he said, son, let me tell you something. You going to act like a man? I'm going to treat you like a man. And I thought, yeah, I'm a win in this fight. About that time he cold-cocked me. Daddy's living room is 22 feet long, and I never touched an inch of that real estate. My mother pulled me out from under the couch where Daddy had done knocked me. I was mad enough to kill. My daddy hadn't cracked a smile and hadn't moved a step. He's standing right there. See, he is waiting for that man to come on back. Well, I started back to daddy, got about this close to daddy, and there was the front door, and I went out that front door. I figured he'd kill me with the next lick. Being the man that I was, and I was going into a far country, I thought, 
Who are you on this? And I slammed that door. You know them storm doors. That glass flew into 10 million pieces. I never looked back. See, I went to the world. Can't tell me nothing. I got a job. Can't tell me nothing. I know everything. Can't tell me nothing. I'm my own man. Fifteen-year-old quit school, went to work. Worked night and day. Made bukus of money and didn't have two nickels to rub together. I'd get $300 back in the 70s, $300 with a lot of money. I'd draw $300 on Friday, my girlfriend... Make fifteen, twenty dollars, I'd have to borrow money from her on Monday to buy my cigarettes. Get me a cup of coffee for another week. And her making fifteen, twenty dollars. Me making three hundred. See, I was doing that riotous living. Well, as time went by, about a year and a half or so later, I went back home. I didn't have enough sense to go up to Daddy and say, Daddy, I'm sorry. No, I didn't have that much sense. See, I still me. I went in the house, and Mama had supper ready, and they were sitting to eat, and Mama said, sit down and eat your supper, son. Well, I sat down there, one hand on my knife. I just figured Daddy's fixing to slap me across the kitchen the next time. And I ate my supper. I stood up, and when I stood up, my daddy stood up. And I thought, uh-oh, here it goes. He just stuck his hand out and said, that's $85. And I'm thinking, for that meal I just eat? I said, what's that for, daddy? For that door you busted when you left. You know what I done? I paid the man. I never hesitated, brother. I paid the man. Why? Ah, living room was still there. I wasn't about two steps away from it. I figured he'd make me clear them extra two steps he wanted to. And I just paid him. He never said a word, stuck it in his pocket and walked off. But see what my daddy should have done is when I come in the house there, he should have wretched and got his shotgun and broke the stock right across the top of my head. I mean, you're going to a far country and you're going to live the way you want to. Don't come back to the daddy and whine and cry because you wasted it all on God's forgiving, miserable, sinful world. But we do, don't we? Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. In your sight, I've sinned. And the father should have killed him. Let me tell you some things there. Down in that far country as he done what he wanted to do, the last thing he done in that far country was do without. <laughs> he done without. You know when you're out of the Father's will and out of the Father's house and out of the Father's sight, first thing you know you're going to be doing without. You know what would be the saddest thing God could ever do to you? is never speak to you again. But see, that father was looking down the road and saw him afar off and ran to him. Now legally, 
You won't get legal about it. <laughs> we said that this morning. Let, let me hit this just a lick or two. I ain't over time yet. Oh, well, I am. Legally, we, we want our legal rights, don't we? We want our legal rights. We want heaven. We want all that heaven has to offer. We want the blessings of God. But we don't want to live godly. We want it. Hey, I deserve it. It's mine. Hello? When he come back to the Father, he's willing to be a servant. But legally, when he came back to his Father, a Jew was not supposed to be around hogs, period. You know he smelt like a hog. You ain't never been around a hog you didn't smell like a hog. Anybody ever had it so bad you just can't seem to get it washed off of you? I mean, if you've ever wrestled with one getting in a pen or a, a cage or something, you smell like a hog two or three days, I don't care how many times you bathe. I throwed clothes away because they wouldn't come out of them. So you know he smelled like a hog. But his daddy kissed him. You know what his daddy had the right to do? First of all, that boy's supposed to lay prostrate in front of his daddy. The only reason he didn't, his daddy grabbed him and started kissing him. When he laid down in front of his daddy, his daddy had the right to stomp and break his neck. Why? That was the law. <laughs> Y'all need to read the Old Testament. All they had to do was cuss their mom and daddy and he had the right to stone them to death and be justified. But not only the Jewish law, the father law, he had the right to do what he wanted to do, but thank God he got mercy and grace. Even though he wanted it his way. But when he found and want, he began to want what his father tried to give him all along. Fellowship. Love. Mercy. You see, he, he had something the Father did that nobody else could provide. God the Father has something nobody else can provide for you. I can love you. I can, we can run together. We can have a party together. We can do all of those things together. But the Father's the only one that can save you. How far away from God are you this morning? What country are you living in? Let me deal with just a couple of countries right quickly and we'll go. Are you in the country of unbelief? Are you in the country of dissatisfaction? I don't like... <laughs> Middle Cross sings the song, When Did the Red Book Go Out of Style? Well, we need a new modern book to sing out of. We need a few light shows, some smoke. You need to get you strobe light, preacher. I had all that stuff when I was in the world. You know what it made me do? Sin that much more. Yeah, turn the strobe lights on. Yeah, turn the music up. You know, that stuff that ain't fit for a dog to listen to. Hello? ACDC, do anything with anybody anyway, anyhow. You know that kind of music. Who's cheating on who? 
Yeah. You know, dissatisfied at the house of God. Can you believe they got blue carpet and red pews? If that's all you ever see and you come to church, you're looking at the wrong thing. Can you believe that preacher sweats like he does? You're looking at the wrong thing. Can you believe they sing and let the children sing, take up an offering for this, take up an offering for that? I just can't believe that. Dissatisfied. See, the first time I ever preached this particular scripture, I titled it, It Can Never Be the Same. That boy, if he'd have went back, and a lot of us has this syndrome. If I could just get back to where I was. You ever said that? If I could just get back to where I was. Well, if you got back to where you was, you went back to discontentment. You ain't got that old stubborn streak back in you. But see, that old boy had to get down there and get dissatisfied with the things of the world before he ever looked back towards the Father's house. As long as you're happy in sin, you'll continue in sin. But if you can ever get tired of sin, he finally, being in want, got so hungry, he said, if I can just get back to daddy. The Jamaicans sing a song, he's my my daddy-o. And the first time I heard that song, I, I laughed. He might my daddy oh. Is he your daddy? Just how far away are you? <laughs> you know, me and my daddy never had another cross word after I went back. You know why, Brother Rick? I gained respect for my daddy. I knew my daddy loved me, but I knew my daddy'd take me out. Just one swift right taught me that. He loves you some, but he ain't going to put up with it. Are you with me this morning, church? How far are you away from God? What country are you in? That selfish, that pride, that stubborn, headed, high-minded attitude that you've always had? My way or no way? You ever use that statement, my way or the highway? Well, he chose the highway. And you see where it led him? It led him to a place where he is down with the hogs. Are you satisfied this morning smelling like a hog? You say, preacher, I don't see how I could stink. The Bible puts it this way. And the smoke ascended up from hell and it was a stench. In the nostrils of God. Some of us are smelling like hogs. Because we want it our way. As we stand to our feet and heads are bowed. Father God, I pray that you speak to every heart in this building this morning. Father God, I pray that you speak to them in a clear manner, God, and relay this message to their hearts. Some need to make a trip to the altar. Because they're headed in the wrong direction. God, we sometimes have walked a guilty distance from you. Sometimes we didn't realize it. The devil had us blinded. They're making their way this morning. 
God, I, I don't want to be down in that far country. God, I don't want to be down in that far country to where I have to get so hungry before I realize at the Father's house. Many are praying this morning. What about you? What country are you in this morning? You on Hallelujah Avenue? Praise the Lord Boulevard. Are you dissatisfied with the church service this morning? Are you unhappy because they didn't sing your song? Are you displeased because it ain't going your way? Come to the Father this morning. Come to Him and let Him speak to your heart. Father, I thank you for the privilege to stand here this morning and break this bread of life. I thank you, Father, that you loved us enough, God, that you've allowed us the opportunity to realize if we're a guilty distance from you, God, down in that far country, Lodabar, God, down in Egypt, oh, my God, help us, Lord, to realize anywhere outside the Father's house is a far country.